Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We're not against rap. We're not against rappers. But we are against those... Something big about to happen. I hear the beat tapping. We some fly rum and felines rapping on the track. Better yet, grab a gat cause we hot like... Doors closed, windows up, cause that's the way we like to ride. Windy City hitting Check mic one, two, one, two. We live, baby. Hey, Chicago, and welcome back to Speak Your Mind Radio. I'm your hostess with the mostest, Queen Star, aka Miss Hip Hop. And today we have a dope guest with us, okay? And let me tell you why he's a dope guest. He's been with me all the way from the start, in, 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 like in the beginning, from the breaks to the to the, the get-ups to everything. <laughs> you know, when I was just audio, he was right there. So I, this is a special moment just to see somebody face-to-face for the very first time. You feel me? Yeah. Okay. So you guys, um, you feel me? Without further ado, bring him next up to the mic all the way from New Jersey, my homie, PLS Zaddy. Hey, what's good? What's happening? How's Chicago? Chicago's great. (laughs) And when you was talking about the origin, that brought me back memories. Yeah. You know, because it feels like our first interview was like two years ago. That was before COVID-19 struck and that made it feel like such a long time ago, right? Wow, yeah, you are right. You right about that, James, dang. <laughs> That's crazy. <laughs> I'm so excited. So we are gonna get this in and everything. Um, PLS Zaddy, I call you James, but why don't you tell everybody out there, you know what I'm saying, a little bit about yourself and your hobbies, and why did you get started into music in the first place? All right, I'm repping from North Jersey, that is Montclair, and you could call me a producer. I love to call myself an artist because I love to branch off in different arts, whether it be visual or audio, and I had my upbringing with producing and uh, doing my own rapping, Mm-hmm. Meeting up with guys at my school, in my neighborhood, coming to my studio. And we were always record demos over other instrumentals because that was during the mixtape era when you could buy instrumental mixtapes and we would rap over those. So, yeah, I go like maybe 2003 all the way up to now, producing. That's dope because I told you before, like in the first interview, you had like a different unorthodox style, you know, just the way you produce and record certain things. It's like layers on layers on layers, you know, and that just brings us back to the 90s school era, you know. So um, I forgot to ask you uh, the icebreaker question, which was who is your favorite rock band of all? Hmm. Of all time, you know, um, 
My favorite. Okay, that's easy. It's Cersei Survive. I grew up off of that band. Who I don't know who they are. <laughs> They're a post-hardcore rock band. Oh. Like on the progressive side. So not like too heavy metal-ish. Um, yeah, they are heavy oh. because it's, I think they're technically called post-hardcore. Oh, oh okay. So that's uh, surpassing heavy, heavy metal. Yeah. Now my visualization of heavy metal is like uh, Guns N' Roses. Really? I don't know. What's your interpretation of heavy metal? Okay. My interpretation of heavy metal is like Marilyn freaking Manson. Ah, see, that's... A little more metal, I think I would categorize him. Okay. So what's the difference between metal and post-hard metal? Um, if I had to take a guess, hardcore would be derivative of um, classic rock. And metal would be more of a even more progressive, non-linear uh, layout of, of music if I had to take a guess with uh, metal um, and of course I'm not I'm no ex- expert I'm over here um, describing it as I see fit yeah that's dope to me though um you, uh, you're a Nirvana fan right you love Kurt Cobain yes yes because that rock band is like the big rock band of my child young era remember growing up always hearing about that band and it was so like mysticized, of course, after when Kurt Cobain died and that actually amplified um, my curiosity in uh, his life and his approach to art, what he stood for, and um, also the risk taking that he took. What type of risk taking did he take in your eyes? Cause I saw some risk taking too being so open-minded about race ideas I remember he had few interviews where he goes out of his way to uh, express equality Um, and you know in rock music um, people would consider that kind of risky yeah And, um, and the elephant in the room of course is drugs yes you know and uh being open about his love life Mm-hmm. With Courtney Love. Yes, yes. And, you know, that's all risky. Mm-hmm. But, you know, um, in retrospect, I see it as bravery. And it's um, it's really shameful that he, he, you know, died at an early age because I would be so curious on what more he could have done. Mm, yeah, that that's a, a real question to pose. Like, if they were to live longer where would they be now you know yeah so that brings me to my next question what type of legacy would you like to leave behind for your people i would like to leave behind the legacy that people will live life shameless and fearless you know um through me i hope people would feel a need to want to shed an ego and want to be able to express themselves yes. as comfortably as, as they see fit mm-hmm. and to, you know, care less about what other people may think that would hinder your ability to self-preservate yourself. 
because wow. I noticed that people damage themselves by hiding themselves. Dang, this is the first time I've been speechless. <laughs> My bad. No, that was pretty. I, I bring I bring this exclusive, intense feeling, and that's what you, that's what you're getting off of me. Yeah, and I guess we gonna skip this part of the music, yo. Okay, <laughs> first of all, your single Koopy. It's Koopy, right? Yes. Okay, that was based off. Please tell me a non-fictional, right? Yes, it is all non-fictional. Um, um, in a way, I don't mean to knock Nas, but that's my approach to that song. It's like sort of like telling a story through a window of like a compilation of different people's lives and, you know, formulating it into a timeline story in that one verse, as you can hear. But obviously I'm putting myself in the driver's seat and that's why it's called Koopy. Right, right. Now that part I did catch. I ain't gonna lie. I don't catch everything, but go back to the part when you were talking about the different compilations of stories you implemented, like Nas. Okay, so in when you was talking about my origin of how I start music and my approach is without me knowing my my context of music and hip hop is really like a compilation of history. It really hasn't came from the start. So my approach to beat making is layer by layer. And when I formulate a story, I could see myself in like different avenues and try to um, like almost like do like what an artist would do, steal like an artist, if you ever heard that quote. So I was able to take egos that I saw from battle rap, apparently. Wow. Yeah, that's also the origin of my artistic approach in that single is um, there was a moment where I wanted to get some insight in battle rapping and I noticed their aggressive approach and what they say. And there's like a borderline, if you know in battle rap, we all know, it's sort yeah. of like, you know, play a character. Yes. You have to sell the role. Yeah. You know, and you have to be shameless, you know? You have to be fearless, like I said. So oh, cool. that, that's that's where, you know, I was able to channel this being being comfortable with storytelling, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Not, not every story has to be, you know, for real, for real you know that's true that is so true it's, it's like your songs take me on a trip throughout history because i know um one of your songs you had on the holiday album you were talking about the uh hold on don't tell me um the mm, the e the most evil emperor in rome and you talked about um in that song just like some crazy shit because he was insane in the brain brain like like for real like cypress hill you know you want to talk about that <laughs> oh yes now i do know what you're talking about this song is called caliglia caliglia yeah i'm pronouncing caliglia. it yeah yes. and um when i um learned about that guy it was sort of like a foreshadowing or maybe like um a telling a tale of this could be you if you lose yourself yes. and to sum up his story is that 
he starts off good. He starts off with a promise, but his demise takes shape in his ability to self-indulge himself all the time. And his self-indulgence turns into weird obsessions. Yeah. And it, it becomes his demise. So in in a way, when I was making that beat, I was sort of like trying to channel the self-indulgence, the belligerence, and the ego in that song of like, you know what? Maybe I'm not Caesar. Maybe I'm not Julius or Octavia. Wow. You know, maybe I'm not Neo. Right. Yeah. In this instance, you know, I could be Caliglia. Yeah. So um, to give you also more influence on um, insight, I should say, on the beat, the sample came from Doom. And the video game Doom is, um, okay. you know, you have to go into a metaphorical cave and battle demons. And, Damn. you know, that that was also like the subliminal, um, I guess, influence in my, my encouragement in the, in the song making, you know, I would say. Hey man, this is dope. Um, so you would, I, I, what I'm getting from is like subliminal message to your depression that you were facing a couple of years back. Oh yeah, yeah. And um, to, to come to think about it, I think maturely speaking, in my experience, any person that has dealt with depression has always dealt with depression, and maybe. It, it changes shape and form throughout your your aging process. And um, to make the long story short, a lot of times I notice that I do have the ability to channel not just happy-go-lucky feelings, but also yeah. darker yes. feelings into my music. Mm-hmm. And I notice that it, it is helpful because um, to be honest with um, my music making is my music is sort of like um, exclusive you're hearing this type of you know vibe <laughs> it's not really like hey everybody come along let's all <laughs> this is sort of like something that you come across that you sort of want to learn about yourself through me I'm hoping some people are able to reflect on themselves or, or at least come to mind of some of the things that I bring up in my topics subliminally and I noticed that depression you know bringing it up can be useful yeah I don't want it to come up to you know to to make somebody feel that way right 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 I hope my music don't come off that way Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. you know that that's always my my achievement is that through me I could bring this and shed you know to light on you know depression as we're talking you know Yes, yes, indeed, indeed. Um, and I got, I felt that in, in your music. And it, it felt like when I first listened to it, you know, I ain't gonna lie, I had to listen to it a few times because I'm like, where is he coming from with this? You know, mm-hmm. and I just wanted to make sure, like, I'm thinking about this for real, but like, no, you're channeling it from your gift that you have because you can do that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think, go ahead, baby. You know, and I did started to pick up on the point of um, depression, having different shapes and forms and how I channel that into my music. It's that I noticed that until, you know, you really know how 
rock bottom feels, you're pretty good at channeling that. So I noticed that I'm in my music making, I, I got better and better at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You definitely, <laughs> yo, no, seriously. Cause you know, nobody starts off perfect. You feel me? It's always about a buildup and you definitely got that down packed. Um, I want to go. And also, um, I do notice that you, you did pick up on the song Crazy As Hell. And a lot of other people picked up on that song, despite mm -hmm. all these other songs and topics I, that I release. And I just noticed that, yeah, I'm, I'm pretty good at being able to channel that because I think for an artist, it has to be authenticity. Yeah. And your listeners and your fans pick up on what's authentic mm -hmm. to what you're producing and what's, you know, sort of like Fugazi, if you will. So, you know, I, I noticed that my listeners and my fans, they really like me in that mode and being really bold and up in front with, with that, with my face on the cover, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, that's, that's, that's what I noticed what success actually means. You know, success isn't what, what you're most profitable off of. Right, right. That isn't your latest song, your latest project. It isn't your first project. Right, It right. isn't your most proudest project. You know, mm. I know that success is the one where people always bring it up. You know, mm. people, people like always remember that, you know, mm -hmm. in, in, in artists, we love to get caught up in Oh, this is my most expensive song. You're you're going to really like this song. You're this is the song that got this feature on it. But <laughs> they always know their most successful song is the one people are always going to remember, and it's going to chime in their head whenever they see your face. That's true. You're definitely right about that. I didn't think of it that because you never know how it's going to happen or attract uh, what crowd your tribe. You know. Well, people honestly people know in the artists because the unfortunate thing is what rarely happens for an artist is their most successful song isn't their favorite song it's a lot of times it most likely is their first song you know the song that they're always going to bring up and you notice some big name artists they won't record their first hit because they're tired of that but it is their most successful hit it is a hit everybody around the nation around this world would know them for. Wow. Um, I don't want to keep talking about depression, but I kind of do. Um, oh, yeah, please do. Okay, great. I think people do need, you know, some light shed on other topics. And our, our culture is in this, like people have been saying toxic positivity movement right. is going on. It's like becoming toxic to be overly positive yes. and to like label certain, you know, put all these like little happy-go-lucky labels and try <laughs> to filter in the censorship and, you know, try to control certain topics, I noticed. Yeah, you was definitely on freaking point. Like you focused as hell right now. Um Okay, so I'm looking at your background and it looks absolutely amazing. I see Michael Jackson on the wall, so he must be one of your favorite artists too. By default, yeah. 
by, by default, he he is because my family members are Michael Jackson fans and Diana Ross, Prince. Mm. Wow, Prince yes. There. Wow, Teddy Pendergrass. No, that's um that's from a family member and me being an admirer of music, I, I had to decorate my wall with with some of that. Of course, I have my my upbringing, my first impression of Michael is bad. Yeah. I don't really know Thriller Michael because every time I came across Thriller Michael, this was the Michael I saw all the time. Me too. <laughs> mm -hmm. So you know, sort of uh, surreal still looking at it nostalgic of course looking at thriller michael jackson right next to bad michael jackson that is so cool um i think michael jackson suffered from depression too you know i think all artists do i think a lot of people do and like you said it just comes in different forms you know yeah i think you know uh it may sound cliche the most famous people all go through this spectrum of emotions and all of them go through that low point. Muhammad Ali, you know, throwing away the belt, refusing to go to war, you know, Michael Jackson with his um, family life. Yeah. And, and we could go on and on and on, you know, Napoleon, you know, exile, um, Alexander, the death of his father, you know. What happened with Alexander? Alexander the Great. Mm -hmm. <laughs> what happened? What's his death father? Um, Philip II. Philip II. Okay, so I guess you don't know that much history. I don't. I'm a, I'm a history buff. Mm -hmm. And I, I, I noticed that the more you learn history, the more you begin to see human interaction simplified and you're able to uh, realize the basis of um, the meaning of life. And um, if I could say real briefly is the meaning of life is to always change, always evolve, and to always have a family and a connection with your community. This is the second time you made me speechless. <laughs> this is not like me. Like, I'm serious. That's so cool. Can you repeat that again? So, because that's got to be a clip. Because, because a lot of times we think, the meaning of life is happy emotion. We think the meaning of life is um, to be an upright citizen. We think the meaning of life is to have a certain amount of money. But I notice all throughout history, the real meaning of life, the real reason why us humans are unique and, and uh, we're different from other animals is because we changed and we evolved, meaning that we were, were able to progress we're able to do something different unlike all the other animals in the kingdom. We must always be comfortable with, with that progression because if we ever regress, we're not being human. The other element, I would say, meaning of life is connection with family and your community. I notice that the beings that disconnect, are they, they go through a spiritual, emotional death. They do. And when you have family, when you have that backing, like in the hero's tale, he got his lover, he got his child, he, he got something, or she, they got something more than just a diamond, more than just a crown, more than just a monster that, that progresses them. And we 
subliminally know that. And to convert that into human life, we notice that through other people in our life. That's why we say, oh, that person is shallow. That person is fugazi because they're all about the emotion. <laughs> they're all about, you know, the cell phone, the money. But once when we get a sense that they're dating, subliminally, we cannot, mm-hmm. oh, it's more than that. Because that's, that's I guess, our, our evolutionary program programming in us is to progress and to connect with one another. That's why I think we're looking at the internet as such a blessing because it's, it's I guess, a part of our innate uh, nature to connect with each other. Wow, indeed, indeed. And COVID-19 shed a big light on that fact that we need human connection. So yes. I, I think um, we took granted, we took that for granted having human connection. And now that it was taken away from us, we yearn for it again because we know that that is within us it's yeah. by nature it's by nature it's the reason why we survive they you're so it. cool <laughs> because I, I i got to the point in my life you know i got old enough to see things in transparency and to to realize what is at the core element of all conversations of all elements and, and all people. And I think when you lie to people, you lie to yourself. Yes. And, you know, you're in denial and you're not yourself. It goes back to that original point I said, you know, mm-hmm. you got to live life shameless, meaning you can't be lying because you're shameful. Wow. You, know? you are a deep person. You know that. And, <laughs> I, you know, um, Tell me more about your um, your your pink album. I mean, not pink, pink glow. Tell me about that because I know that's about to be bananas. <laughs> glow pink, and I don't know why I came up with the name glow pink instead of pink glow because I guess people would normally say pink glow instead of glow pink. But I I think subliminally why I chose the word glow is. The first command is to glow, to illuminate, to light up. My interpretation of light is truth, Mm. you know, truth in the life. So my command is for you to glow. But in my instance, for for me, I really like the color pink. Me too. And and the shameless part is, you know, in boy culture or man culture, you know, they sort of shame away. So it's almost like me subliminally, again, coming out of the shell and being brave, being fearless. Glow pink. I want you to glow. You could glow red. You could glow blue. I'm about to glow pink. I like that. Okay, so is this an EP or an album? Technically, when I was looking at it being registered, it's going to be considered singles because it's under Mm. 15 minutes long. I noticed that about some of your projects, uh, they were really short and I wondered about that. I, I think that's pretty cool. It's kind of like what uh, the flow the flow is, you know, get things out, get things out. And I think it's actually going to revert back to the times of recording in the 60s and the 50s where um, songs were a little bit longer, you know? And yeah. Just- because um, you have 
this new streaming, you know, thing going on, and we noticed that when you stay on an artist for a longer period of time, they're able to generate that. So it's going to have to revert back to long albums, long releases, possibly, you know, maybe. I think there's still going to be short songs because the purpose of the short song is for you to play it again. Oh, I like it so much. Let's play it again and it gets more plays naturally because it's short. But I think, you know, like what you said, I think we're going to go back to the LPs era, the long play era. Yes, indeed. Um, I want to talk about one of, um, wait, we're not done with pink glow, glow pink. I want to ask, <laughs> okay. how many um, tracks are you planning on having on that? And how many will be instrumentals, like playing with your guitar versus uh, storytelling? Okay, so um, my musical direction, um, because I'm getting into releasing music at a later age in my life, so I have the liberty and the ability to release songs at my ease and to take an artistic direction with, okay, I can have these song releases that'll take me in this direction. I can release these amount of singles to take me in that direction. And um, my initial start was to release some experimental releases here and there. And then I went into a whole rap genre. Mm -hmm. And then I stopped and started to do my rock genre Mm -hmm. And what I notice is um, a lot of the folks, um, well, I'm being honest, a lot of the folks, they really were liking releases that involved my rhythm guitarist and yeah. singing. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, man, I, I think we need to switch up something, you know, like, like they can't just come to the show just for you, you know, like, <laughs> let's try a different approach, you know, so I could get some success with both of our involvement in in a, a song release and a lot of those songs that you're hearing are literally just demos you know so uh, obviously because of COVID-19 coming and we had to quarantine that really messed up a lot of the band practices and um, that I do have um, coming and I hope to you know make some more music in the rock genre so the reason why I said that and to not, you know, disappoint you, but this is going to be okay. a hardcore rock. I mean, a hardcore rap release. That's cool, you know, because I know the rock is coming soon, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I really love the okay. idea of me um, using instruments and creating sounds and seeing where my artistic flow goes. I really love that idea. And I really love the artistic idea of combining both rock and rap together, uh, idealistically, how you do it, you know, you're not necessarily merging the two together. It's like you're keeping them at bay and you're experimenting like a scientist would, you know. You know, it's interesting. I don't see myself doing that, but it's, but you're giving me an insider of how somebody would view myself as my rock approach as somebody that's putting rap and rock together. Yeah, man, you got that. Hey, thank you. you I took it as a compliment. For sure, for sure. It definitely is a compliment. Um, let me go to my question. Mm -hmm. Um, because I had another question. 
Was it? Okay, here we go. Okay, so this is literally a random question, but um, mm-hmm. just well, not really, but sixty your sixty two Marilyn Monroe from your album Holiday. Um, that was the perfect title to that song because it evoked or organic orgasms. You know what I mean? You know, I'm just saying, like it just did or whatever, because it just made you think about sex and stuff like that. And then it was like all up in your head and what you think about certain aspects of the anatomy. I think that was pretty cool and everything. But um, <clears throat> what made you? Did you come up with the title first, Marilyn '62? Because she died in '62, or did you write the song first? Um writing the song first and you know maybe maybe she was subliminally in my head when i was making the beat also you know maybe maybe subliminally i told my 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 good friend who i also call a uncle hey yeah this song like marilyn monroe type of vibes like you about to go on a dinner date with her in paris so now I me channel those vibes. You know, when it, when whenever I'm in the studio with um, my friend, I I be totally honest with him in my artistic direction, and he never came. Well, honestly, rarely came to a point because I can't even think of one time he was like, you know what, James, I don't I don't like that concept. I ain't gonna be on that track with you. You know, he he goes with the flow and. I really admire that he's able to help me channel um, my my artistic direction. So you know, um, when you hear that track, you're you're hearing him rap, and you're you know subliminally hearing me influencing with uh, delivering that and uh, making the beat. You know, coming up with the title and um, you know yeah. the, the visuals that come along with it. Because ironically, you know, I, I'm thinking I'm the only one that could get that idea but it's it's a success you also get that idea of course of course uh was your friend on the holiday album with you oh yeah that holiday album because now i think about it i was using a distributor and they sort of yoked up my features well me registering features on that album so i think now that I think about it, all of those songs register as just me on the track, but I, I had um, my cousin feature on some of those songs and a good friend of mine feature on those songs. So are they art, art artists on the regular or you just... Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. What's their names? Well, my cousin is Kang Young Dread. Mm. He's um, married in the family. Beautiful. I consider him cousin, you know, family. Yes. And uh, a, a classroom friend, after school, still recording, you know, oh. a good friend of mine. That's fun. Cool. So, um, yeah, the answer to <laughs> your question, King Young Dread and um, my friend Squeeze. But, you, you know, I, I keep switching up his name, so you might see his name pop up as Squeeze World. That's cool. Like Juice World. <laughs> yeah, honestly, that's that's where the inspiration came from. My very first time coming across Juice World, I was like, wow, this kid is relatable. He has talent. And I've You're listened right. to him ever since, you know, and, and followed his path. And I was like, you know what? He's talking about something different and he's making it sound cool. That's exactly what I got from him, too, because he was kind of like on that dark path, too. Mm-hmm. battling the demons within his mind from his drug addiction mm-hmm. 
So you're right. It does make that relatable to talk about shit like that. I'm sorry. You just got to talk about it because it's in here and it's got to come out somehow in a, in a positive, normal way. I'll say normal way. And that's kind of like what happened. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I love Juice World. Uh, he's from, you know, he's from Chicago too. So, you know, mm-hmm. I was devastated when he left. Yeah. You know, I, I hear him on, on a lot of tracks and just admire how naturally talented he sounds mm-hmm. and how comfortable he sounds. It doesn't sound like he's reaching. It sounds like it's all authentic and it's all there. And what really blew my mind also to show you how authentic he was, he was on a rap radio freestyle rapping for about an hour. hour. Yeah. yeah. So that was like the proof in the pudding of his talent and his calling. And his purpose. Damn, you you are beautiful inside and out. You feel me? Uh, I just like the way you think. I like the way you speak. I like your music. And your music makes me think too, because I had to look up a whole lot of shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I really hope that through me, you start getting an idea of how I think and it inspires you to do your research because I do my research, you know? Damn. Okay, I see you. Um, so I know COVID's still here, la la la. But when do you plan on giving us a video, a new video? You know, for a surprise, because um, here's a switch up. I gave you the song Koopy. Yeah. But the real single is called Orange Zoom, which features me and King Young Dread on it. Oh, got some scenes uh, shot for a music video that we're going to release the day after the singles drop. So after you watch the music video, you could go listen to the singles and, you know, indulge yourself in in our world. And what's the name of the single that's uh, dropping April 23rd? Orange Zoom. Orange Zoom. Yes. Why did you name it Orange Zoom? (laughs) Because it's like going back to me channeling, me being in the driver's seat, and um, the 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 type. Uh, no. Um, the chorus is he's saying, "I'm in a car, orange zoom." You know, I don't want to give it away too much. Oh, I got I, you. I, 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 I like my releases, so you know, I gave you the Koopy song, so yeah, you, you did. don't get confused with. All right, I hear this person rapping, and then I hear this other person rapping. I want the fans to know exactly, you know, who they're listening to when you know when we play this preview, or if you do. For sure. Right. I don't want to confuse the fans. No, we don't want to confuse the fans. No, Koopy uh, is it has just you featured on there, and Orange Zoom has your friend Red Dragon on there, right? <laughs> no, my cousin King Young Draft. King Young Draft. Dread. Red. King Young Red. Oh, Dread, Dread, dang, <laughs> that's dope. Uh, okay, so I did have another question for you. Um. Mm-hmm. oh yeah duh. I have it in my hand okay so you had this crazy ass song on and I think it was on holiday too it was called Sean um all I gotta ask you is how do you kiss your mother with that mouth okay cause it's just like it's crazy stuff coming out of there called Sean 
Yeah, it's S I A. Maybe I spelled S I A M. Oh, oh. <laughs> and and even even my friend, he's like, what's the name of that song again? Because he gets the name mixed up, um, gets it uh, messed up. It's called Cyan. Cyan. Cyan, and it's named after a Lamborghini car. Oh. Um, you know me. Yeah. For for some reason, cars keep on popping up, and <laughs> I could tell you the reason why. Okay, real quick. So, and I'm gonna answer your question about cyan and do you kiss your mother? With yeah, that? yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. So, <laughs> car was my first word that I ever pronounced. So that's probably why I'm always like subliminally rapping about like being in a car, zooming, like being on the go, being out and about. So. Also, you know, there's this uh, Lamborghini car, a picture of it that was been hanging up in my room ever since I was a young child. And it's a white Lamborghini. And that that gave me, um, you know, really excited about that, that car franchise and this brand. I always wanted one just from, you know, looking at it as a child, like, yeah, I'm going to get me one of those. So if I had to take a guess, you know, me in the studio after making a beat, I'm like, yeah, it's like some Lamborghini type music. Like, and then my friend will hop on the beat and that's who you hear. That's who you hear rapping on the track is him just like saying, you know, everything. I mean, also... (laughs) My friend, he loves to drink beer and he loves to be really drunk when he raps. <laughs> <laughs> That's also what you're hearing. You know, he, he's channeling that, that spirit in him, you know, to, to come out and, to, you know, speak proud or whatever of, of, of whatever concept that comes to our mind. We're, in, in my studio, we, we love to freestyle rap and, um, you know, uh, some people would be like, gosh, man, I, I really want to write down something. But, you know, we just be always in the in the spirit, in the heat of the moment, making all this great music. And I, I, I love I love being on that edge of music making. Hell yeah. Say hi. I know you in my interview, right? <laughs> I'm sorry, Simon. This is my cat, Simon. Hello. Hello. Okay, I'm putting down. He he mad. Okay, get down. <laughs> <laughs> Shoot, cameo. This <laughs> is cameo. It is his cameo. <laughs> no, can't have that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, he's so funny, man. Okay, um, you didn't answer my question. How do you kiss your mother with that mouth though? Because it's like tongue kissing the rattlesnake. You know, um, I think. I, I for a long time I love to believe that my family members don't know my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. We love to believe that our lives are so private, but people do pick up on you. People put together the pieces, and there's um, times in my life where I I took it took me a while to figure out when my mother would initiate certain conversations with me. Where did that actually came from? She's probably picking up on my life, picking up on some of the things that I do, some of the things that I'm saying, you know, in the other room that she hears just through the walls. And uh, yeah, you know, it's, it, I, I do kiss my mother with that mouth. And um, I think um, 
you know, to be really personal, it's me and my mother, we just have this, um, like, distant but kind of close relationship because uh, we, we be going through the same type of woes. So you, you kind of close to your mom? Yeah, we are because, um, you know, I still live with my folks to this day. Cool. Yep. That's what's up. Shoot. You know, everybody needs their family. You need somebody. Everybody needs somebody, period. <laughs> um. Okay. So let's see. What other... Um, I think I asked you all the questions. Oh no, I got one. Um, mm-hmm. come here, baby. How uh, how many languages do you speak? Uh, just one. I loosely speak. I may have I may I may have to pause real quick. Uh oh. Okay. This this might be important. Hold on, hold on. Let me okay. Go. I'll just talk to everybody. Look at his background, y'all. Ain't it cute? It look nice. Miss Diana Ross. Come here, baby. Can you stop doing that? Guess what? It's <laughs> just a robot. You know, you got those robots out call you about your insurance, your house mortgage. Yeah, the bots. Phone calls. I'll be thinking, oh, yeah, my important phone calls coming through. No, it's the usual scammers. Yeah, yeah. So you were asking me something. Yes, I was asking you about the different languages that you speak. Yeah, just English. And uh, I loosely speak French, Spanish, just being around Hispanic people, they'll teach me some words. And um, when I was working around Hindis, I was trying my best to pick up on that language. Wow. And in, in India, like, I mean, Indian language? Yes, it is. Cool. What's it called? It's called Hindi. Oh, Hindi. Hindi. Okay. Because I, I didn't know. Okay. Uh, no disrespect. <laughs> no problem. I just felt like you knew a lot of languages uh, just based off your music and uh, your history. All, all the clues that I had to pick up along the way um, from then to like right now. Feel me? Mm-hmm. You know, when whenever I can try my best to incorporate a phrase that I know, a word that I know with around some people, I will. And I would try my best to pick up on the on the language because I noticed that when you talk with different people, even also depending on the accent, different ideas come to mind and a different way of thinking also comes to mind. But that's a whole nother topic for a whole I know. That's why you're so cool and interesting. <laughs> okay. Like it's like kind of hard to stay on subject talking to you because of the knowledge, you know? Yeah. And, and I love to share it. There's some people out here that will keep quiet and keep to themselves and try to survive to the best of their ability. And can you blame them? No, I can't blame them. Um, all right. Uh, oh, yeah. What other instruments do you play? Hmm. You know, I would say, officially speaking, just drums and guitar, uh, bass guitar. I would love to get into a banjo and see what type of sounds I could produce. Of course, I could bang around on the keyboard. Yeah, you can. No, no nothing impressive because that's all right here in front of me. This this uh, laptop keyboard that, that I'm doing, and it's uh, interesting that really 
the octave is is right there. It's what other tritones or other um, you know tones are are you willing to to put together with this octave and that octave? So you know it's interesting when you're able to just notice. I guess the first what thirteen keys on a keyboard from well. It's only seven keys, and then it repeats itself to the next octave on the eighth. So that's all you know. I notice music is. You got your black keys also, and uh, it's just a combination of those uh, seven notes. If you notice, I guess I never really played a keyboard before, but <clears throat> you make it sound so easy almost. Uh, I guess it's the way that I'm explaining it. And yeah. I bet you there are some people that actually know music theory or they're like shaking their fists. Like, no, like you actually got it wrong. Music theory is this and that, James. Like, you know, you're misleading people. So that's also the disclaimer. Um, I think it is a blessing that the training that I've gotten in music went in one ear and out the other. Because maybe if I was so caught up on music theory, and this is the official approach to making a beat, I probably would sound like everybody else. Yeah, and you don't sound like everybody else. Per <clears throat> excuse me, period. Um, and, um, to, to reflect off mm -hmm. of, I think, you know, that inspiration and the meaning is, Picasso got famous when he chose to break the rules, if you notice. Because he was artistically trained, classically trained went to a university and you would see his paintings at the age of 19 and at the age of 27 classically looks beautiful. But you notice the paintings that he got most famous off of were the ones where he broke the rules, where it wasn't classically known to approach painting in this way. So I think everybody in the art world and also us uh, civilians that don't know the art world, we reappreciate the artist's approach when it's unconventional. Yeah, right, because that, that leads to authenticity, like you said earlier, and people pick up on that. Yeah, they do. So true. Yeah, we're intelligent human beings. Aren't it's we? a shame that we try to fool each other. It's a shame that we lie to each other because we're, we're too smart for that. It's 2021, after all. And you would think that as human beings, we'll get to the point when we stop lying to each other. Yeah, that was some real truth right there. This is true. Just be honest, because we, you do know. The children are picking up on it as we speak. We picked up on it, and we're growing up. That's, that's why we're in this climate that we're in, because we just notice people aren't authentic, and people are lying. That's true. That is very true. Um, that's a feeling that really came from the 90s, if, if I may add. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Do you remember, I don't know if we're the same age, do you remember like when they used to have like the party lines? A party line? Like Damn. a block party? Y yeah, like a block party on the phone. Seriously. We used to talk and chat and we used to go in private rooms to talk to each other. If you were interested in somebody, we were kids though, you know, but also be a lot of predators on there too. I think I did come across that when I think Nickelodeon tried to have a party line for children to speak to each other and that predator stuff started to happen. 
and you know that's that's uh, and I and I was young I think when that was going on but yeah you you're, you're tapping I guess into a little bit younger generation than I am. <laughs> how old are you I'm 30 I'm 36 oh well I guess uh I must have been a little too young for that you know that I think what you're talking about like people hopping on a party line I think that was like a thing with some network television channel I remember and they were advertising children to you know call in at this number and you can speak with other kids across the nation damn that's interesting because now I didn't even know about the Nickelodeon one but I guess that's some further investigation I could do you know it it's it's just springing into my mind as as you're asking me and I think that's when that's probably the closest I came to like a, a block party line where where people were called in and what I could remember from that era right um do you know about clubhouse I think like formally speaking I, a lounge <laughs> <laughs> I like that I'm gonna keep that in mind um when I open my bar or something. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Clubhouse is just like the party line, but you use your iPhone and you're talking to other creatives like ourselves and you exchange ideas back and forth and you can feel the vibe just like we feel the vibe right now. Yeah, you know, we we would love, and we always crowd, you notice our, our generation, the new apps. And uh, I guess we, we loved the idea of connecting and a lot of apps I noticed are springing up but then we all of a sudden get into a popularity contest and then mm -hmm. it just ruins the app and we got to wait for a new one to spring up so it could be an even platform for everybody to be able to reach out to each other so yeah I encourage you to do that thank you uh, oh one more question uh what do you pick up about my vibe your vibe is sort of like mine. You got this 80s vibe in the background with the graffiti and the box right there. I'm loving your gray, I mean, your pink hair. Thank and you. I'm loving your tie-dye. I'm loving all the jewelry you got. I'm over here hiding my little chin. <laughs> don't hide it. I just, I just realized that's dope. <laughs> With the Nevada shirt too, that's yeah. dope. That's dope right there. Every yes. time I put this on, somebody's like, "Yo, where you get that shirt from?" And I'm like, "I got it from Hot Topic because Hot Topic always got those type of shirts. They always they got do. the brand shirts." But I guess us, we we get a little prideful, like, "Oh, the, all the emo kids going in there. We don't." Yeah. Way in the back. They got all the classic. They even have cash money. They got the Tupac shirts. They got the NWA shirts. Dang. They got um Death Row shirts. Whoa. I, I think I think I said the cash money shirts. Like there's there's people that goes to um the hot topic website and purchase them. And every time when I go in there and I see the display shirts of all the classic Nirvana shirts, the Pink Floyds, the, the Guns N' Roses t-shirt, wow. you know, all the cool kids wore in school, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Those are gone because they already ordered them. People are on top of them. And th that's what sells. These are the bands that set a statement and, and made a ripple in our, in our culture that, that, that gave us that, that new approach, the new norm, you know? Wow. 
Hey, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, a hot topic. I didn't know they, they that they became so diverse. You know, like last time I went in there, they weren't as diverse, but you could feel them transitioning. You know. Yeah, they shoot. They got the Ice Cube shirts in there, the Tupac, the Snoop Dogg shirts. Like they're they're catching up. You gotta walk into Hot Topic and pick you up some cool threads. Okay. I, I believe I will do that because I, I like that idea. It's pretty cool. Hey, you're welcome. Uh, yeah. So James, PLS, Zaddy, thank you so much for blessing this episode. Like I just felt so much energy from you, man. Oh yeah. You know, um, I'm sorry, y'all, if this was so real or if this was so raw. I'm sorry, y'all, if this was like so off the hinge, but that's how I am. I gotta keep it real. I gotta, we gotta shed the ego because at this point it is hurting a lot of us. It is, it is. Hurting culture. It is, it is damaging us at this point. And, and um, I'm hoping that through me, like what we said earlier, people are able to be them true selves. Yes. Don't, don't go around destroying each other, you know, because we don't like that idea. That's a whole nother topic destroying ourselves destroying each other with all this violence you know i'm hoping that through me talking about such and such topic that it doesn't inspire you to now hurt one another but it 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 inspires you to to be honest and to um be able to uh, express it and approach it in a in a i guess in a productive way because if you notice, there's always going to be favor for horror movies, even though we know murder is bad. Mm-hmm. There's always going to be favor for, you know, pornography, even though we know adultery is bad. And I think in the safest of contexts, in the safest of settings, you know, we can all engage in these emotions of what makes us human. Yes, indeed. Indeed. Excellent episode. Um <laughs> <laughs> I'm serious. This was dope. Um, hey, I for the vibes. I love the fact that thank you. you hit me up and it was like, I want to talk about your artistic direction. I want to talk about your depression because the ego inside of me would be like, heck no. I want to talk about glow pink and being this and being the rap star telling you this story. And I'm in the coop. I'm in the zoom, you know, I'm going to New York, but also there's, there's also a part of me artistically that, that indulge in other elements. And it's it, it's always a reminder to me that my fans cling to looking at me mm-hmm. and hearing those emotions. Mm-hmm. Every now and then I like to show this this aesthetic, this what I cling to. You know, I show a picture of me with a Pokemon, but my friend was like, you know what? People like you, they don't like the Pokemon, James. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Because the ego inside of me is like, I'm the artist. I, I, I got the ego. I, I got my artistic direction and I got my vision. And I think you could damage yourself by closing yourself off. And I think when you listen to your fans, they tell you a, a, a silver line of truth on what is success for you as, a, as an artist. Okay. And what is success for you as an artist? Killing the ego? Setting the ego aside? Um, the phrase that I formulated, I think is going to be my theme is making 
the spiritual practical and the practical spiritual. Hey Amen. That's dope. Making the spiritual practical and the practical spiritual. Evolution, my dear. <laughs> yes. We have to embrace it. We have to. Yes, we do. I wish I could embrace you right now. <laughs> the COVID hug, the quarantine hug right there. <laughs> oh, I feel it. I love it. <laughs> so you so funny. I'm just, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'm loving the vibes. Me and too. You know, like I said before, you know, in the first interview, what you're doing is good. What you're doing is brave. What you're doing is good work. And I admire that. And that's why I reach out to you. For sure. And I admire you too, um, James. Thank you for reaching out to me. And I just appreciate you, man. You're welcome. You're welcome. You're welcome. I, I, I don't know any other phrase I could say. Thank <laughs> you. And you're welcome, man. Like all love all love lives you know just the truth only the truth and nothing but the truth that's that's what i live for yeah and that that we're going to end on that note because that was a beautiful note to end on just be truthful don't be afraid to be yourself and don't be because that's the truth too you are your true self when you're being yourself Mm -hmm. so always stand on that and yeah use common sense (laughs) So I guess that is it, folks. Queen yeah. Miss Hip Hop. Speak <laughs> your mind radio. <laughs> Yo, let's zaddy. Jersey. Stand up. Big shouts out to all my fans out there. New York City. Atlanta was booming for me last month. Cool. Um, Australia starting to take over. Perth, Melbourne, Sydney. And I'm probably missing a third one. They're they're all blowing up for me, and I'm and I'm thankful that some people, you know, in other locations are picking up on because going back to the ego, I could be like, yo, I want to be this rap star, I want to be in front of my people, but the analytics is telling me I'm reaching all types of people. Yes, you are. I need to broaden my horizon. For sure. <laughs> all right, James. Well, I'll t- be talking to you later. All right. And keeping in touch with you, definitely. We have to. I know. We have to have dinner in Paris. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm going to have to come around to Chicago because I know somebody out there now. Yes, you do. Me. So, so, so there goes another place that that I have to connect with. And, uh, you know, I, I got people out there that's rooting for me. Yes, you do. Always. You always have a friend in me. I don't care what nobody said. (laughs) Thank you. And it's the same here. For sure. Peace out, James. Peace. (laughs) Bye, (laughs) y'all. That was dope. That was fucking dope as hell. La, 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 la.